Hey guys, welcome back to my musings. I guess this is going to be podcast number two. And in my first and super spontaneous podcast that I recorded the other day, it just naturally came up about this topic of guru and disciple. And I can't even remember what I was talking about last time that brought that up, but I did remember that I had an idea for the second podcast. Um, And I'm just going to go with that and assume that hopefully, potentially in every episode, um, one thing might lead to the next in some natural flow. And as I mentioned last time too, I hope that somehow in this interface that I know nothing about, Um, You'll have a chance as listeners to comment or ask me questions and help to guide the content because essentially what I'm trying to do here is be of service and just make what I know available in the hopes that it can serve others on the path to greater health, um, happiness, peace, compassion, more love and lightness and all those things that um, have been Um, that I appreciate so much in my life because of, yeah, these very simple teachings and I guess other experiences and events in my life. So in this discussion of guru-disciple, I think we can't help to also see that it's really any power structure, right? Like if um, there's a doctor and a patient or a teacher and a student or a priest and they're following, it's always this we get caught or there's this risk when there's these power structures like somebody is put up above as an authority and I think that's kind of where the trouble begins because already in that relationship in that relationship there's this inherent hierarchy and therefore the person at the top has power over the people below them and I think that power is a strange thing it always or most always corrupts and it's like humans can't help but feel once they have that power that somehow they're better than the other people and more important and have more value and even if they go into those roles with Um, the best intention I think somehow power tends to it gives us this charge or this buzz and kind of spurs us on to serve self so I think that's tricky I think anytime there's any power structure this is a risk and I'm not sure who's at fault or who's responsible for this I think I'm not sure if this will be a popular opinion but when we're in relationship with somebody. I think everybody needs to take responsibility. Every every party. So even the people or the person who is entering this relationship. I mean, maybe they have no choice. I, I think that's where where the discussion gets a little bit more interesting. If you don't, you know, you're forced. For example, the indigenous people in Canada when they were put in residential schools and their teacher student they don't want to be there that's you know they're obligated that is just pure abuse of course then there are perpetrators clear perpetrators 
But for example, if you're choosing to go study with somebody as an adult or for example, you know, I was even talking to my friend the other day who's a dentist in the same kind of topic and he was saying even like dentist client, you know, or his employees, there's all kinds of power structure set up there. And I think if we're choosing to continue to, to be in that relationship, there is some element on our part of contributing to this dynamic and energy. Um, of course, I can see the other side of the person with the power, you know, the teacher, the priest, the, the authority figure in any relationship. They have responsibility as a human, too. I mean, and if they knew better, would they do better? But of course we should be looking after each other and understand we are all one but not everybody seems to be able to see that so I don't know let's look at a few of these situations like Bikram for example you know we just watched this documentary I'm sure lots of you have seen it or heard about it I mean it's unbelievable you know all these people so many people <laughs> go to his trainings and he is such an a-hole like an outright jerk I want to say dirt bag and I suppose all these people are finding something in this movement these practices this rhythm, the endorphins, who knows what. But, you know, the documentary featured, I don't know, let's say three prominent women in his circle who accuse him of abuse and charge him. And actually he was charged and fled, if you know nothing of the story, you know, Bikram, this um, Indian teacher who came to America and just grew this following in insane proportions. I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of people um, have done a Bikram training and you probably know it more maybe now like hot yoga because nobody wants to be associated with Bikram. But when he first started he was super popular and he held these huge trainings and many many people were abused in all kinds of ways on all levels verbal and physical and sexual awful i mean he's he's just yeah but in this film these women that are interviewed telling their story which uh, is awful what he did but they also seem to be in these trainings or relationships for some purpose of their own. They all had a goal, an ambition, and they were probably making choices that didn't feel right. You know, at some level, when your teacher steps over a line, you know what that is. And I think we have to take responsibility at that point for listening to ourselves. I'll give you an example that I've experienced. Um, we, I was traveling in India by myself and going to this hilarious, when I think about it now, I'm sure there are lots of people out there who went because there were lots of people studying with these Romanian teachers in Rishikesh. It was like one main guy and then he had 
a male helper and a female helper assistant teacher. I don't know what you would call them. And the yoga was really, yeah, it took me in and I had, it was my first trip to India and I was looking for a guru, I guess. I mean, I, I don't think I thought of it like that at the time, but looking for a teacher, somebody to show me what to do. And it was one of the first places I went was Rishikesh. And it was, I think, actually the first yoga class I took in India. And I just was taken by it. I thought, wow, this is amazing. Kept going. They had talks at night. There was breath work, really deep discussions about all kinds of aspects of yoga, the philosophy beyond just the postures. And it was you know, it was more information than I was able to find uh, in the yoga in my community center in my suburb in Alberta. And I was learning a lot. And then at one point, that assistant teacher, the male assistant teacher was approached me and said some flattering things, which led me to believe, you know, in the discussion, it was like, flattery 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 and we think you're special so why don't you come for dinner tonight to discuss opportunities and my naive mind thought huh like yeah maybe helping to assist or teach or you know I didn't know I was naive and I went back with this guy um to his hotel and we were on the upside up stairs terrace yeah isn't it funny like listen to my voice even as I recall it it's so creepy um really quickly when I went upstairs on the terrace I could recognize this energy was not what I thought it was going to be it didn't feel professional it didn't feel safe uh immediately I had this sense of like what the f is going on and so I did, I put up my guard and he was a super creep and I won't bore you with the whole story, but at the point where he was like, okay, put your palms against my palms or like, you know, initiating this touch, I was like, no, like, no, uh, just no. And of course I was in this bit of a vulnerable position, but I knew what was happening was wrong. And I just walked out and I never went back. So I wonder, I mean, maybe you guys have your own stories of these abuses. And and as I tell that, I do feel like, oh my God, yeah, there's so, I was not hyper vulnerable. I could leave. He wasn't super violent or aggressive, but I can't imagine. I mean, that must trigger for some people memories of moments in this power struggle where there was no even ground and I just can't imagine so yeah if you have experienced that and when I talk about that that is a trigger for you I am sorry and I am sorry for all the um, First Nations people who have had to deal with and are still having to deal with that whole unfolding of residential school disaster I mean, we have to acknowledge that there are outright abuses, so I don't want this conversation to be confused with abuse, which is just abuse, um, you know, violence, aggression, um, all of that, rape, sexual abuse, 
verbal abuse, physical abuse, sometimes there's no question. I think I want to make that distinction clear that I'm talking more about these power plays where people get into relationships. Like one of the other things that's been coming up on my feet is this thing about Mark Whitwell and I don't know the guy. I mean, one of my dear friends loves him and another guy that I know on Facebook. I mean, who cares? I mean, this is not my immediate life, right? I don't know the guy, but, you know, somebody does. And and there have been women who allegedly are claiming, I don't even know what, because I don't want to read the stories over and over and over again. There's so many of them, right? Like this whole thing that's going on with me too and this discussion about men and women and responsibility and roles and consent I mean this is such a huge topic I'm talking more about that kind of what we claim as abuse or what is abuse what constitutes abusive power in those relationships of teacher student guru disciple and specifically I guess because you know my full-time job is in yoga always you know this has been my life I think we can pull those kind of stories from any industry or kind of realm of life but I guess the one that I sit within you know I'm hearing stories of Mark Whitwell and I think in those circumstances as teachers yes We do have a role, always the person who kind of, yeah, holds the power, must keep themselves in check, must also recognize that energy when something is not in alignment with harmony for everybody's best well-being. I think we inherently feel that. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? I feel like, how could you not? For me, there's no question when there's something slightly out of alignment with who I truly am. And maybe that's it. Maybe we're all different. But when I feel something that's out of alignment with who I am and what I believe, you know, that feeling of what my values are, I can feel that tension in my body when I live out of alignment and maybe that is what the practice gives us, right? Maybe that is what I'll keep coming back to in these podcasts is get yourself a yoga practice, find yourself a teacher that will care about you, somebody who has gone before you on the path, made the mistakes, studied, learned. And of course, you're still going to have to do the work and find your own practice and make it your own, but a practice that will bring you into your body to give you the awareness of when you're living out of alignment or when something is just not right. You know that when there's disharmony. You feel that. Everybody can feel that. And if you can't return to it through a practice, that's going to be like the moral of every one of these podcasts, I think. But anyways, when you do get a yoga teacher, this is the thing, right? We look up to our teachers to guide us and we do put them on a pedestal. We do do that. And I think that's our responsibility that when we go to study, when we want to learn something, 
that were entering a relationship with somebody and asking them also do they want to teach you and you you together work out some kind of arrangement right whatever that is the time the place if there's cost involved what else and it should be clear and it might evolve but it shouldn't be murky you know that should feel clear from the beginning hey this is a teacher-student relationship I want to learn the skill that you have whatever it is and I guess this again goes to any industry now what do you want to learn and and if there's going to be you know some other kind of relationship develop whether that's towards friendship or romantic love I think that needs to be discussed as it's happening before it happens before that shift of relationship um, happens there should be a communication and an outright discussion and I think that's where things get murky you know if you go to somebody let's go back to my dentist friend to go get dentistry but then you start talking to him or her about your financial life or anything else it's like you're starting this that is not what you're there for and when I go see my teacher Diane you know that's the thing like even with Diane you know you hear these stories of people and I've seen it with my own eyes where you know somebody takes offense because she is you know she's not always careful with her words I mean she's not filtering what she says and she has thought she's human and biases and um her own perception she's a human you know but I go to her because she's got this freaking amazing understanding of the body and the practice and the path and as I watch her walk it I see her as a human and of course she's going to grow and evolve and make mistakes and learn and fall and fail and grow and expand and change I mean that's what she's teaching us but I'm not going to see her so that she can be my best friend or my mother or my roommate or you know we don't on any other level if you know we can share something a walk a swim a talk that's amazing I mean those moments have filled me up so much but I can't expect that of her that you know she's going to be my friend or my anything other than a guide on this path through the body I go to see her for that I have so much admiration for her through all of that and how she's managed being a teacher and having some wisdom or teachings that are so valuable. And, you know, I watch her go through some of these things. I have dear friends who have dropped her as a teacher because she's crossed some line for them. And, you know, it does continue to make me question and consider my own boundaries or values or what it means to take care of myself but I think at the end of the day that is our job that we have to be responsible for what we allow what kind of relationships we enter um, how we're going to be treated and also you know not expect anyone to do the job of making us happy or giving us the answers to life and I guess that's what it always comes back to and around is 
You know, I think most of these power plays, these struggles happen when we are looking to somebody else for our happiness or for the answers. Like, I even see that, you know, in my marital relationship, there's been times where I just had these ideas of what I wanted my husband to be. And because he wasn't fulfilling those expectations I was like vilifying him that he was a bad guy and he wasn't this and he wasn't that and you know it wasn't fair and blah 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 but you know as I move through my relationship with him I and do my own work and communicate better all the time with him I feel like what's really happening is in those circumstances where we place our happiness in someone else, we will always be disappointed. And in the extreme, we set ourselves up for, if we count on that person too much, we we give them so much power. And the more power we give away to them, that's us creating these dynamics where we become very vulnerable and potentially even end up in that role of victim. Yeah, interesting discussion. I mean, I never know where these talks are going to go. This is a fascinating process to just ramble on about something that comes up. So I wonder what um, is next. Maybe me too. You know, a long time ago, actually, when I was first, the first inspiration I had to do a podcast was when that whole me too thing happened so I think perfect guys that's going to be our next topic me too and I think that this all ties in power and us as humans deciding to develop these new agreements these new I don't even want to say systems or power structures like this whole new paradigm where we relate you know, um, my son's in grade nine, he's studying all this government. And it's so fascinating to see, yeah, think about what is government and ruling and for down through the ages, all these different forms of government, monarchy and dictatorship and, all, you know, all the ways that we try to control human behavior, the dark side and I think there's going to be so many ways to discuss all of these different things that come up in our society, such as Me Too or, um, yeah, these other abuses of guru disciple, we see them rise up in society because actually that's what goes on in all of us, you know, these base desires versus our higher centers of love and intuition and expression. And that's what I'm so freaking interested in. And I can't wait to invite some of you even on for discussions, conversations. Maybe we can get some Q&As going and just really dive into these rad topics. Um, if you're into that, follow and comment and get in touch with me somehow so we can carry on these discussions that hopefully lead us to finding more harmony and balance and health within where we are in contact with these practices that make us more conscious and aware where we can have more choice and in the end my hope is that that allows us to treat each other with more kindness and compassion and love 
and let that trickle out there into the world I know that's what so many of us are looking for and again I'm so grateful that I was listening to that talk the other day by Seth Godin about just not holding back you know just putting yourself out there I think there's so many of us that are at this place where we know what we need to do our expression is of love and light and service so if you feel like you're a part of this tribe too just start your own thing be inspired if you already have a practice going and you're on the path and you have stuff to say say it paint it play it don't be scared to live your best life guys and if you just do want to get in a practice remember there's lots of way to do that um, I have this online course and I'm sure in your town you have some great guides or you know there's books so find a way find out more I got lots of suggestions um, so reach out and I hope you'll be back for the next one 25 minutes wow this is interesting cool and let me know is this a good amount of time do you like 25 minutes 20 half an hour okay until episode three